so excited. I just can't hide it. I get my guess is when I go to edit it up, it will then make sense. That happens more often than not. Roll it. It's not just the gear. It's it's not it's not a roster issue. A lot has to do with people. Well, even even like the positive stuff. Hey, you did something amazing, and we don't have this on our charter, but we yet we talk about how we want to love and respect through the technology and the gifts that we have. If you are a member of that team, that is still something that you can promote. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. With your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. It's time for Church Tech. It's time now to let the fun begin. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. It is a pleasure to be in your ears. I almost said ear holes. People like to say ear holes. I think ear holes looks better, but when you say it, it sounds really gross. For the record, we don't want to be in anyone's ear hole, okay? Ever. <laughs> okay? In your ears, yeah. you know, being listened to, that is an honor. And we appreciate that, that you would let us fill your mind and audio senses with words and stuff. But we will never, never... Talk about ear holes in that way because it's weird and it's gross. Maybe it's just me, <laughs> Eric Dye here, um, being very awkward and weird intentionally. Maybe I don't know. Jeremy Smith is with us. Jeremy Smith, as always, being awesome. Blessing Mbofu, who I feel like I can kind of pronounce your name. Um, you know, doing my best here. Phil, please, Phil, please come back to the podcast, even if it's just. As a special guest, it would be it would be something. Where are I know, right? So I wanted to open this podcast a little bit differently because I'm tired of doing I'm tired of doing it the same way. I just randomly felt like doing it differently, and I feel like maybe this is why it's a good idea to plan. Because had I planned it, it wouldn't have came off so weird, and I wouldn't have monologued about ear holes for 20 minutes. Mm. That all being said, I think that that is I'm going to juke this, guys. This is why communication. And uh, anticipation and intentional it being intentional is so important. Um, and when it comes to our church tech teams, I think it's easy to overlook the human human communication. It's over easy to overlook the culture of the group. It's easy to overlook the people side ultimately, right? And the communication that goes on there. Because everything about tech, it's so focused, right? It's so focused on the soundboard and the lights and the camera and the slideshow. It's so easy to get wrapped up into the, uh, you know, who's qualified or getting people qualified or knowing how to do it or does it look good? All those things. I think worship leaders have a similar thing with do they sound good, right? And it's easy to look over overlook things like, wow, they're, they're so anointed. No, they, they sing really good. Um, don't ignore their personal life because that's important, right? It's easy to do this in all aspects of ministry. And I think that uh, that, that that is something that we should definitely – and Jeremy, you've brought up before, um, and I think your background really lends to this as a counselor. It's easy to overlook and neglect some of the humanness that comes with church tech teams. I mean, we can call it what it is if you want, that I'm very jaded, that I trust people very infrequently. It's true. It's um, true. It's true. It happens all the time. I try to be nice to Jeremy, and he's like, what do you want? I'm like, I just want to be nice to you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting. I'll edit that out. Cool. I feel like at times, like, you, you asked me for some opinion on something, and I kind of just, like, 
super blunt about it. And you're just like, in my mind, my dialogue is like, dude, all I just wanted was your opinion. And you just gave me like a 20 minute understanding and, and comment about why uh, people are hard to deal with when I just want to know about like a newsletter conversation. So I, I kind of like that though. I always feel like it's value added. Like that's not what I needed, but uh, Hey, that's pretty cool. Now I know that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Bless you. Like, no, I don't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's part of the dynamics of uh, um, dealing with people, right? Yeah. You can figure out tech out, but I think often um, it's possible that part of the dynamics is not, are not just, um, it's not just the gear. It's, it's not, it's not a roster issue. A lot has to do with people, you know? Absolutely. You know, um, as, as somebody I've, I've recently hired in the last, uh, for three to four months, I've hired a, a couple, a couple guys to my team at my um, day work, my day job. That sounds so weird and weird things. Eh? I've hired a few people in the last few months, and ultimately, that's that was what I even said to them. I said this is a lot less about the tech, you know, and has a lot more to do with how I see you communicate, how you fit into our culture. That is more important to me than what you know because. There's there's room for you to grow and to learn new things and working with tech things are constantly changing and so you have to always be learning the new thing and that is just part of it that's just the the that's just how technology is and so the tech skills is actually far less important than the the human side the humility the attitude the um uh, you know every every you know I, I feel like I needed a third one. I'll stop. But Jeremy, you know, you've, you've mentioned it before, you know, even something like background checks or knowing who you're dealing with. Like if you have a new volunteer, do you just throw them, do you just throw them, throw them on the soundboard, like dealing with high, high end of equipment? I mean, is that what you do? Um, I, I don't know. What do you guys think as far as these other areas beyond the technical qualifications that we need to look out for and think about with our church tech volunteers. Well, we talked about this in the past of like what tech people can do. And if we're being honest, um, you give them any kind of access to technology stuff, unless you're the smartest person in the room. And I always assume I'm not, um, that they could potentially subvert the tech stuff that's in your facility. It's um, if you give them access to the routers and you don't know that they struggle like with pornography or something like that, how are you going to make sure that they don't go and look at that stuff when they're at church? And then like, I don't know if it's removed the history or if it's um, figuring out a way to get by it, but just those like little things kind of pop up mm-hmm. in my head. Or I have often thought of situations where, uh, churches that have a sound booth or a sound room that's very private, putting two people, you can be like, well, we don't let men and women in there. Well, let's not be stupid and naive. Whether they're men and women or men and men or women and women, inappropriate things can happen. And so I think that, you know, you need to be mindful and thoughtful when you are dealing with people. I, I don't know if you can anticipate everything, though. Um you, you know, like I think about rules. Like a, a lot of the times when I when I look follow, look look at rules that have been put in place, and did that, you know. So um, the other layer of this would be, 
I think having an awareness of the kind of environment that you want to create so that you're constantly building into the system that brings that out, you know, whether it's by way of encouraging or celebrating something or, or by way of putting up guardrails of some sort. Um, but I think ultimately one of the things that you want to make sure that you have in place is a way to actually and get to know people. Um, and yeah, I think the best teams I've worked in are where people actually have relationship and not, and not, Hey, we just get together on Sunday and, you know, every time I'm on the roster with you, I kind of have to ask you your name, you mm-hmm. know? It's um, that human that you're talking about. Say again? That human factor you're talking about, like living life with them, getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Which, which interestingly enough, or ironically enough, should be what the church is doing anyway. Unfortunately, um, you know, we, we've siloed our lives so much that can be a difficulty. But what better place to cultivate... Um, true Christianity, right, than with your tech team, you know, having those relationships and those connections outside of, like you said, you know, being on the same tech team, right? I mean, you're already going to the same church. The fact that you're in tech and you have a tech interest in tech, chances are you have some similarities or similar interests in that sense. And so what it's, it's a great opportunity to meet new people, have, have new friends. And, and through that, it can be a catalyst to get to know people better and really start dealing with the, you know, deeper issues of life. I so what do we do? How do we, is it a matter of, we need to come up with tech solutions alongside of living life with people? Should we, I mean, I feel like that's the natural wants to do it. So we see that in Silicon Valley where they're trying to come up with tech solutions to problems that maybe aren't necessarily tech solvable, but at the same time, it's not our natural orientation to go the route of, um, relationships and people. I, I think part of this, you know, in regards to tech teams, um, a lot of it has to do with the size of your church as well. I, I could see a smaller church having a lot less, this being a lot less of a problem because, I mean, you just naturally know more people. So the person you volunteered or the person that you're hooking in is somebody that you already know and establish. I, I think part of the catalyst of this conversation or what maybe got us thinking about it in the first place is oftentimes when you have a new member or you have somebody new around the church that you've incorporated on your church tech team, it may be some things that should be thought about regarding that. Um, at the same time, you know, in a large church situation where you do have your larger tech teams, even if somebody's gone to that church for five or ten years, they still may not be very connected to anybody, and maybe people don't um, know them well. I, I guess, I, I guess, what, what what is the big what is the big question or the big thing that we're that we're looking at here with this topic? I think it's the the. the, the depends on all your on, on the like the angle of perspective that you're looking at it from uh because there's always something to learn from other people's mistakes um <laughs> i just think about like some of the changes a lot of a lot of churches have had to make uh in my city in the last i think 18 months or so uh because if uh, you know things that went down at some churches um you know, with the individuals that they're working at. Um, I think often, yeah, hmm, I don't know if I want to go down that road, though. (laughs) 
I will say that I love the fact that you go down the route of grace and respect and love. Yeah. Um, because my natural orientation when we started this conversation was they're all guilty and they're all sinners that need to be punished. Mm. Um, and there's as a director of a church tech team that makes sure that the congregation is safe, that the um, worship team has one less blind spot, but mm. the I guess the question is at what cost? And I guess for me, I very quickly evaluate, ah, eh, that's good enough. That, that cost is worth it. Um, mm. When you start talking about that, it's just like, Oh gosh, I'm such a jerk. Why in the world do I, why does my brain just go to, everybody's evil and sinful and messed up and we can't trust anybody. Whereas, um, whereas by default in, in the church, we, we, I mean, we, we, and that's probably like one area where we all let our, well, not all, but where you generally would let your guard down more because uh, by default, you know, it's a safe space. It's a, it's a space where, um, you know, where you, you 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 generally are looking and thinking the best of people around mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that, that's a real two-edged sword as far as being a safe place, right? Um, it needs to be a safe place, but it also needs to be kept a safe place. And I think that that is where the balancing act comes from. And I think that, you know, some of the pushback that you might feel, Jeremy, if if everyone has the best interest for everyone else in maintaining that safe space, that some of that pushback is, is fine. People are like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'll, I'll jump through that hoop or I'll be that extra careful because I want this to, to remain and maintain and be a safe place for others. Um, you know, and, and so that, I think that that is a real balance. Um, at, at the same time, the trust is is a valuable thing as well and i think that that the tech team has an is in an interesting position because we can show people trust by extending them responsibilities to look after high-end equipment right and we're able to do that because we realize that in the at the end of the day it's just a thing it's just a piece of equipment it's not nearly as valuable as someone's life you know, as somebody's emotions, as, 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 as a person, it's not as important as a person. And so it's a unique opportunity to extend trust and to, to help bolster confidence in others and nurture leadership in those areas and extend that without the fear of, 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 of bad things, right? So a soundboard, a bad thing is, Somebody breaks the rule and spills water and the soundboard is ruined. That's bad to the point that it costs money. If it's somebody, if, if it's a situation where children or people are involved and there's a spill of morality or, or poor judgment and people are hurt and damaged, that is something that is, is far more costly than a soundboard. Yeah. The, 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 the thing, what's this? The, I don't know if church, if church, I, I don't know if, 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 if lots of teams do this, but, but, um, I know some people make it a bill that their team draws up, draws up some sort of charter, you know, that this is how we treat each other. This is, um, you know, the environment we want to create. 
you know, I think that's something that you constantly want to uh, talk about and keep in as part of, you know, besides just maintaining gear and all that. But re- if, if relationships and people are important, um, then you also need to make sure you've built some sort of maintenance plan in that. So you were talking to, how do we talk to each other? What I really like about that blessing is that what you're saying is not only applicable to the big church that has a large team, but that applies to a small church where everybody knows each other as well, right? That that applies to both, whether you know somebody well or not. Having that, you know, you call it a charter, we've talked about it before, organizational culture, whatever it may be. I mean, that's that's just that's just like some good, that's just some good Bible there, right? And, and to be that intentional, and it gives you an opportunity within the organization to be intentional about how we treat one another. That's that's a, that's a really cool and special thing that church tech teams have to operate within the church that has absolutely nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of what we do every Sunday. It's not punitive, right? It's it, it's something right. that can happen in a punitive situation of, hey, you were looking at pornography while on our Wi-Fi. We need to talk about this. You could sign this charter, but or or even but even at the more simplest level, Jeremy. I mean, that's that's going to an extreme. I'm talking about even like how you address somebody and the tone of voice that you use, and 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 even even getting into that part of life, or even even like the positive stuff. Hey, you did something amazing, and we don't have this on our charter, but we yet yeah, we talk about how we want to love and respect through the technology and the gifts that we have. Maybe this is something we need to have as an, almost an expectation or uh, modify our charter or just kind of hold you as an example of someone mm-hmm. that's doing this right. And it's very, it's very much a promotional aspect of things that mm-hmm. um, people get to see the best out of people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, in all honesty, um, a lot of that I feel falls on a team leader, but, and a big, but if you are a member of that team, that is still something that you can promote in an unofficial capacity. Being able to say, hey, shout out to so-and-so. You know, you, you can you can do those things without it being official. So whether your whether your church team, church tech team leadership is on board with that or being intentional about that, you can lead in that way on your team and be an example of of awesome. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. Welcome to another exciting episode. Well, it might not be exciting. Who knows? It might not be. feels like maybe we're overhyping it. Let's try it differently. Welcome to another... See, by saying exciting, you feel excited. Maybe that's it. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Thank you. For that audio clip, Jeremy, I will use it so many times. <laughs> Can you imagine the first person that ever breathed in helium and began to, t- to talk and then had that high, that crazy sounding voice? How relieved they must have been once they realized that it was wearing off. I imagine initially that was very scary. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. My voice is stuck <laughs> this way. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Welcome to a semi, not really very exciting, a pretty pretty serious. Why do we have to label this? Let's try it again. Welcome to an. Uh, welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Die here. Why do I always? I'm I'm stuck in a. I'm stuck, guys. I'm stuck in doing the same thing. What should I say different? 
Mm-hmm. I, me, because I'm the vlogger that keeps vlogging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the terror. All right. That's how I intro every Minecraft theology and vlog and all that stuff. All right. Hey, oh, no, I don't want to change it that much. You win. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 